I'm thankful for that God helped me not get sick. I'm thankful for the opportunity to um, meet my biological dad and, and to meet that side of the family. This Veterans Day, I'd like to, uh, to thank the Lord for his uh, watchful care over, uh, over circumstances that were beyond, uh, beyond any of my control or control of any of those folks that I served with. That uh, Looking back, I could see opportunities that uh, were there uh, for things to really go bad and uh, the Lord's uh, hand intervened and I was able to leave a testimony uh, to some, some of my uh, shipmates and, and folks that I was flying with that uh, I hope uh, made an impression on their lives. And uh, it looks like that it might have from some of the feedback that I'm getting. So I'm thankful for that. I'm so thankful to have the friends that I have here at C1NAS. Um, they're great friends to travel with, to confide in, and I'm just thankful to have them and feel so blessed to have them in my life. I'm thankful for graduating high school and starting college. I'm thankful for when God helped me through basketball tryouts, even though I was sick. Aren't you thankful for a faithful God? Yeah, let's give God praise this morning. Great. So glad for a faithful God and a God who loves us and who makes his presence known to us as he's done uh, so clearly this morning. We give God praise for that. If you have your Bibles this morning, uh, turn to uh, the book of Psalms. Psalm 77 is where we're going to be looking together today. Psalm 77. We do have so much to be thankful for and so grateful for um, the wonderful work of God's hands in our lives each and every day. And uh, you've just heard some of the reasons we have to be thankful this morning. Some of our pastors have been going around and simply asking the question, uh, when you look over, back over the past year, um, what do you have to thank God for? And weren't those great? Wasn't it great just to hear that and be reminded of that? And so um, they're going to be doing that again today after the service, so don't run away from them. If I see you running away from the pastor, that means you're automatically on the screen, all right? <laughs> Don't run away from them, but they're going to be going around this morning and uh, just asking that question. You know, if you look over the past year, um, what do you have to thank God for? And uh, I, w I encourage you just very briefly share just uh, one or two abundant blessings of God. We all have them, I trust, and uh, should be quick to share that. Um, the truth of the matter is we forget things. We forget things so very quickly, right? We forget things so very quickly. That's the truth of the matter. In fact, there was a couple that was having, um, having problems remembering things, and so they decided to go to the doctor um, for a checkup. And the doctor told them that physically they were just fine, they were okay, but they might want to start writing things down just to help them remember because they were forgetting quite often. And so later that night while they were watching TV, the, the man gets up from the chair and, he asked, and his wife asks him, says, where are you going? Where are you going? And he said, well, I'm going to the kitchen for a drink and she said well if you're going there would you get me a piece of cake and the husband says sure I'll be glad to get you a piece of cake and he started off and she said, now wait a minute wait a minute you, you need to write that down you need to write that down because I don't want you to forget my cake and, and he said I don't need to write down to get you a piece of cake I will remember that I don't need to write it down and, and I can remember it the woman says okay well get me a piece of cake but I want strawberries on the cake and he said okay cake with strawberries and he started to go and she said hey wait a second write that down because I don't want you to forget my strawberries, right? And so sure enough, uh, uh, he said, no, 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 I can, I can uh, take care of that. I can take care of that. Um, I'll remember, you know. And so off he starts to go again. And she said, hey, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now I want, I want cake with strawberries, but I also want whipped cream. 
And he said, Stray, cake and strawberries and whipped cream, I've got that, no problem. It, it, you know, I, you know, I'll turn around, off he goes, and of course, what'd she do? She stopped, wait a second, now write, that's three things. Now st- write that down. He's, I don't need to write it down, honey. I will remember it, it's okay. I, I'm gonna. So off he goes into the kitchen. He's gone about 30 minutes, he's there in the kitchen, and, and uh, uh, finally he comes back, and he hands his wife a plate, and it has bacon and eggs on it. And she looked down at the plate and saw the bacon and eggs, and she turned her head back around and looked up at him and said, hey, just a second, where's my toast? (laughs) The truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is, we can all be forgetful at times, especially when it comes, especially when it comes to remembering the benefits and the blessings of our God. Amen? We so easily forget I mean, let's face it, if we just were able to look back across the past year and remember somehow every single blessing just this year that God has given us, don't you imagine that we would spend the whole next year praising God, right? Because God is so good to us every single day. Time passes by, and, and we so easily forget a wonderful victory or, or a wonderful experience of God's great provision as we've prayed and as we've sought Him, and God's provided in just a wonderful way. Or, or, and now those things, if we're not careful, can almost fade into a blur, and we kind of forget what has happened. The truth is, if we don't take time to stop and remember all the blessings that we've been given, all the prayers that have been answered, all the way that God has taken a difficulty, and he's so good at this, taken a difficulty and somehow turns that difficulty into a season of of provision and blessing, right? If we're not careful, we can so easily forget. And it's good for us to remember because as we remember, doesn't it strengthen our faith and grow us in the Lord. It really does. If all we focus on is the latest problem or circumstance, and by the way, we're going to talk about it this morning, but it's so easy for us to do. It's so easy for us to just kind of find ourselves focusing in on the latest problem or difficulty or circumstance. And if that's all we do, then fear and doubt begin to overwhelm us, and we begin to lose sight of how really good God is and has been. So in light of that, We're going to begin this series, Thankful Living Series, taking some time this morning to simply remember, because we can't rejoice in God's abundant blessing if we don't take time to look back and see his hand at work. Psalm 77, again, is where we're going to be this morning. As these words are are penned, as these words were written, most commentators agree that the psalmist was probably, at this point, in Babylonian um, captivity, um, in exile, which means this, not only would this uh, person have lost their home, but they would have lost their job, and they would have uh, lost their livelihood, right, and, and their place of worship. So this person has been completely displaced, you know, and I, and I think it's important that we understand that as we begin to read the words that, that he writes here, okay, because we have to realize that he's writing from the vantage point of he's really going through it, Right? So, so he's writing from that vantage point this morning, and, and we're going to see that not only has he lost really all that he has on this earth, but he's beginning to question whether God himself has forgotten about him, if he's lost God. And so here's how the psalmist feeling, is feeling as we begin. Psalm 77, um, verse 1. Here we go. I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in great distress, I sought the Lord. 
At night, I stretched out untiring hands, and I would not be comforted. I remembered you, God, and I groaned. I meditated. My spirit grew faint. You kept my eyes from closing. I was too troubled to speak. I mean, we can already hear, right, this difficult season of life that the psalmist is in. And I have to point out, again, something I share with you from time to time, and that is simply this, that when we go through difficult seasons of life, it's important that we pour our heart out to God and tell him how we really feel because God can handle it. Aren't you glad? And we see that painted in the Psalms a number of times. But here's one where he's just pouring his heart out to God. He's crying out to God. He's really going through it. I mean, you can look. It says he cried out. He was in distress. He would not be comforted. He groaned. He grew faint. He was too troubled to speak. I mean, we just think about this. And I thought, you know, there have been times in my life where I, I can kind of relate in some ways. If you can think back to times, or maybe you're in one today where you can relate. Could you whisper an amen, right? Right? We can relate to this just a little bit. And there are some things that I believe that we can learn through these next few verses that can help us, even in these difficult times, even in times where we're overwhelmed, so to speak, with our circumstances, that God can help us to remember who he is. I want you to see this morning that we must stop and remember in order to turn quickly. Turn quickly from feeling this overwhelming feeling. Let's go on to verse 5. Here's what he says. He says, I thought about the former days. Okay? In other words, I'm remembering back. I thought about the former days, the years long ago. I remembered my songs in the night. So he's thinking back. Okay, remember, he's in captivity, right? He's going through a difficult season, lost everything he has. But he's able to look back and remember the days of blessing. Remember the good days when God was there and with him and providing and helping and working. All right? He's saying, I remember those days. And then it says this, my heart meditated and my spirit asked, will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? I want you to realize this morning that it really is true. Hardships can consume us, and current life situations at times can overwhelm us, and none of us are exempt. I mean, let's face it, if we're not facing something uh, difficult right now, we can probably look back not too far and, and see a time, even this past year or so, when, when we've been in a difficult spot, a hard situation. And when we face these things, as we talk about so often, in the midst of these situations of life, we have a decision to make. We have a choice to make. In the moment of being overwhelmed by whatever the unexpected is that we're faced with, we must choose to remember and then turn quickly from that temptation to fall into worry and fret and fear. I want to remind you this morning that even in the midst of sleepless nights and faintness of heart, the psalmist here, as he's writing, the psalmist described, and, and what we experience from time to time is there's this choice to make because no matter the situation, aren't you glad to be reminded today, no matter the situation, there's always hope. There's always hope in the one who has proven himself in the past. God has been faithful. If you believe that this morning, say amen. And the psalmist is able to look back to, this, to the faithfulness of God and remember God in all of his greatness, all right? Remember in all of his greatness. And then he begins to ask these questions. Will the Lord reject forever? I think he's saying, in light of what God has been and who he has been, 
will the Lord reject forever? And I just believe that as he asks that question, now we read, I've told you this before, we read through scripture at light speed a lot of times. We don't slow down, we don't pause. But can I just invite you to draw, to, to draw into this scripture with me this morning and just wonder for a second, could there have been a pause after this question? Will the Lord reject forever? And I believe there was. I believe he stopped to think about this for a moment, and I believe as he stopped to think about this, the Lord, as he so faithfully do to, as he so faithfully to do to us, he whispers into the moment, and I believe God whispers through His Spirit, "I will not. I will not reject you." The psalmist, will He ever show His favor again? And I believe God whispers again, "There will be a day when favor will come once again." And the psalmist, again, would whisper and ask, has God's unfailing love vanished forever? And don't you imagine that almost God would chuckle in this moment? And, and, and I just believe because God would probably speak back and say, how can a love that never fails vanish? How can a love that never fails vanish? You may not feel God's love you may not sense God pouring his love upon you, but that does not mean that God's love is not present. Aren't you glad? I believe God said, my love is just as strong as it's ever been. I love you. And then the psalmist continues, has his promise failed for all time? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has he in his anger withheld compassion? I believe it is as if God is listening to the frustration and the deep discouragement of the, of the psalmist. And at the same time, I believe God's coming alongside him to reassure him, to reassure him and let him know that his promises are, tr are trustworthy no matter how he feels. Can I just remind you today that God's promises are trustworthy no matter how you feel. No matter how you feel today, his promises are real. Even though we face difficulty, I believe God is saying my mercy and my compassion are still available and accessible to you. I have not changed. I have been faithful and I will be faithful. You may feel at times like I've abandoned you, but I am present with you. As we were um, coming back from Honduras on our mission trip, uh, we were leaving the, uh, the airport, and uh, it had been a great week, but to be very honest, I, I was ready to come back and, and see my family and, and be back here and share all the great things that God had done. And so... We were at the airport, we'd been waiting for a while, and it was time to board the plane, and so everyone kind of lined up to board, and, uh, and we kind of took turns, uh, you know, uh, making sure everybody was there um, uh, and, and with us, and so we, we'd counted, and I was kind of, my job was kind of bring, bring up the tail and make sure everybody gets on, and so we were, we were boarding one at a time, and not only were we, were we the tail end of, um, of our group, but we were kind of the last people to get on the plane that day. And so um, there were a couple people there. If you've been on the plane before, you know they kind of check you through. They scan your things and everything. And so we'd already been the, through the main security. We'd been through all the things we had to do. It was just simply get on the plane, right? And so we get up there, and, and I'm walking in, and, and Brandon was with me. Brandon and I were kind of at the back, and we walked in, and they scanned Brandon's ticket, and, and, and he stepped forward, and they scanned my ticket. And they said, Brian Rogers, there he is. He's right here. 
Those aren't probably the words you really want to hear, like he's right here, you know. This was the airline people, and they said, sir, you need to come with us. And so Brandon took off as fast as he could. Like, <laughs> that's not really true. I told him I was going to give him a hard time. Uh, Brandon uh, kind of stayed there with me, and they told him, You're kind of, sir, you need to go ahead and board the plane. And so they took me off, and the, 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 the boarding uh, gate was this way, and they took me off to the side, and they were like, they were going through everything. Like you had to take off your shoes, you had to go back. And we'd already been through security. They were swabbing, you know, I had to, all this stuff, going through my, my carry-on, all of these things. And I was the last person, and they were just taking their sweet time. And you could hear over the intercom, last call, flight, whatever, you know. And it kept going and kept going, and there's nobody else there. And I'm thinking, you know, what's going to happen, right? And, and, and the longer that it got drawn out, the more I'm wondering if there's still a plane at the end of the, of the chute down there. And so finally they wrap things up and grab my things together, get my shoes back on, and I go around and make the turn to head down the ramp. And it's a pretty long ramp down the chute there, and I could see somebody standing at the end of the ramp down there. And the closer I got, many, many of you know Ben Muncy, Ben was standing at the end of the chute just before you get on the plane. He had gotten on the plane and realized I wasn't on the plane. Now, I don't know if you've ever got on a plane and tried to get off it, but like they will not let you off the plane. Somehow Ben got off the plane, and he's standing at the end of this chute, and he's waiting. And as I got close to him, he kind of grins real big, and he goes, I wasn't going anywhere without you. <laughs> and I said, thank you, Lord. <laughs> as I thought about that, I've reflected on that a lot. Can I just remind you today that no matter how alone you might feel this morning, God is with you. He's not going anywhere without you. In fact, the beauty is, and we talk about it a lot, but I want to remind you a lot, right? Because we forget, since we're talking about forgetting, that God is right with you. And you can have run the other way and gone your way, but God is right there. You can go through some hardships. You can live your life and just striving to do what God would have you to do every single day, right? And still go through these seasons of hardship, still find yourself in exile, so to speak, feeling like God has abandoned you and left you. Can I remind you today that God is still right there with you no matter how you feel? And what he's doing today is reminding you of that so that you can turn quickly from the heaviness and the stress and the burden that can so easily weigh down upon us because here's the truth and the reality, and I can't spend much more time here this morning, but the truth and the reality is this. The enemy wants to work overtime to convince us of just the opposite. He wants to speak things into our mind and our situations and our lives to make us think that we are all alone and that God has forgotten us. The enemy is a liar. The truth of this morning is God loves you and he cares for you and he's with you today. It's like the psalmist says, in the midst of feeling alone, the realization comes God is there. He's still there. And he begins to turn then from his questions and his worries and his doubts and begins to remind us of the next reason that we have to remember and that's so that we can trust firmly so that we can turn quickly from all of the stress and this load of discouragement and depression, turn from that and begin to trust again firmly in the Lord. Verse 10, then I thought, this, to this I will appeal. The years when the Most High stretched out his hand, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. The psalmist, he begins to move from questioning and doubting and fearing to remembering. And as he begins to remember, 
remember, this remembering of who God is and what he's done and how he's provided helps him in that moment to begin to put his trust in God once again. We have to remember the faithfulness of our God from days gone by in order to firmly place our trust afresh in him the way we need to right now today. Here's what God has done. Here's how God has worked in my life. Here is how God has been my rock in the past. And I can trust him today, even though I may not feel him. I can still put my trust in him and know he's there. What a difference it makes when we decide to stop and reflect and remember what God has done. I wonder this morning, has God been faithful to you? If he has, say amen. Right? God has been faithful. Not one time has he failed you. Not one time has he failed me. I've made poor decisions at times. I've failed me, right? I've messed up. I've chosen to do wrong things. But God has never failed me, not one time. And in the midst of current situations and current circumstances that maybe you're facing, I just have to remind you that if you stop and choose to remember all he's done and what he's promised to do, that it will help you put your trust in him once again, the one who will never fail us. I was thinking even this morning about this truth, how that we have to really see God for who he is and be reminded of that so that we can really put our trust in him. You know, so often the situations and circumstances of our life right now today, in fact, some of you probably walked in this morning with a load of just heaviness of what's going on maybe in your life even now. And we see what can happen is we can get so focused on what's taking place in our life, literally, that it can blind us. I mean, literally, just this, if, if, if the problem is the size of my hand, if you will, I mean, it can literally blind us to where we cannot see. And that's how we live most days if we're not careful when they're in the midst of these hard seasons is we're simply blinded by, from, from hearing anything else, seeing anything else, even God, we're blinded by that. And, and, and what I believe this psalmist is able to do is he's able to begin to take some steps back. And, and this is beautiful and I'm hoping, that I can, I'm hoping that I can share it with you in the way that God showed it to me this morning. But if we can take to, begin to take some steps back and begin to remember and begin to make our way toward, toward the truth of God and his word and his faithfulness of the past. If we, can, if we can make our way, I love the fact that we can make our way to the most high, to the one who is greater. We sang about how great is our God this morning. And thank you, Pastor Nathan, for the, for the wonderful just lead into the message. And he didn't really know this week where I was going because I was struggling a little bit. And yet the beautiful lead in through the Holy Spirit today, how great is our God, how awesome he is. You know, when we can take a few steps back and we can begin to spend some time with God and get a fresh understanding of how awesome and powerful and mighty he is and all of the things that he's done in the past, all of a sudden the more steps we take toward God, the more steps we take away from the situation and circumstance that currently has us blinded. Can I just remind you that your problem and your situation, not to minimize it today because it's big to you, but can I just remind you today that your problem, no matter what it is today, it's no match for the God that we serve. And if we can get God's perspective, all of a sudden, that thing that is, has us so weighed down, all of a sudden it just grows more faint and more faint and more faint because we realize, you know what, God is able to work. He's able to help. He's able to provide. And here's the psalmist is in exile. He's lost everything. And he's taking some steps toward God and he's being reminded that even in the midst of exile, far away from home, having losing everything that I have, God is still on the throne. He's still able to help. 
and still able to provide. There are some ways, some things that we can, that we can do to help us uh, spend time with God in a way that it changes our perspective. You know them, but we need to remember. One, the most important one probably is just simply prayer. I remind you today at the beginning of this passage, Psalm 77, it really is kind of a prayer calling out to God, right? We see the psalmist crying out. He's come to God in prayer. He's seeking his help. And this is no like 30-second prayer. This is no two-minute or five-minute prayer. Like he's probably living out his day calling out to God, right? He's probably living out his day calling out to God, asking for God to help. It, the word tells us he's lost sleep at night. I wonder, have anybody ever lost sleep at night because of the situations that you're in? The psalmist, he's lost sleep at night. All of us have because of the situations. He stretched out his hands. He's prevailed. He's persevered. And when he did, God draws near. Too often, too often what we try to do is keep in. Keep in the problems and the circumstances that we're in. And, and we try to handle it ourselves and we try to internalize it. And so we mull it over and over and over and over. And in the process, if we're not careful, we get more discouraged and more discouraged and more discouraged. We have this heaviness in our soul. And so we try to divert the heaviness in our soul that could be easily diverted if we would just kind of come before the Lord and call out to him, right? And as we used to talk about, if we'd really just pray through, if we would just pray until we heard from heaven, if we just call out to God until we knew that we knew that we knew that God heard our prayer and that he was with us, right? But instead, a lot of times what we do is we internalize. We internalize it, and we try to find a way of escape, so we just try to distract ourselves. And sometimes we do it through work. Sometimes we do it through entertainment. Sometimes we do it through online, uh, get online and spend hours there or activities. We just try to keep our mind busy so that we don't have to deal with whatever it is that we're facing or going through at the time. When we lay down at night because we've spent all day, if it's working or an activity, we're so tired that we, we just exhausted and we collapse and go to sleep. But what I'm talking about is this. Instead of drawing close to God, instead of drawing near to Him, we pull away. We pull away from God. Who we need the most. Why? Because it's not looking good and things are bleak. And I don't feel God, and I don't act, it's just not that he hears my prayers, they're just bouncing back at me. I want to challenge you today to fight through the feelings and get to the feet of Jesus. Fight through the feelings and get to the feet of Jesus. Fight through the whatever it is, and I, and I feel this way sometimes too. Can I be transparent? Like, I feel this way sometimes too. Where you just, you feel like, God, do you hear? Are you listening? Are you there? There are seasons like that in our lives. And what we have to do in those seasons is fight through the feeling and by faith and by trust get to the feet of Jesus in prayer. We have to call out to him because it's at that place that we're reminded that he is there and he is with us and his promises are true. And I just have to tell you that if you'll continue to do that, he will speak to your heart. So we have to pray and we have to also intentionally input holy things. I don't have time this morning to share all of this thought with you, but let me just say this. There's a battle that constantly wages for your mind. There's a battle that constantly rages for what goes into your mind. 
You see, when we're going through difficulty and hardship in our life, as I said earlier, we can, we can, we can divert our thinking to this isn't good, this is not going to work out, nothing looks right, nothing's working out, here's another thing that happens, and it just continues to, the enemy just continues to take those things and speak to us over and over and over again that this isn't going to work out. And so if we're not intentionally putting things into our mind that remind us of who God is and how he's at work in our life, then we will get caught up and saturated with this negative thinking. What we take in matters. I was thinking, there's a recipe. There is a recipe, a daily recipe of the mental food that, that we take in. We can have a recipe for that. We can prescribe. We can have a recipe. These are the things that I'm going to take in, intentionally take in to make a difference in my life today. We can have a recipe for that. And what we put into that recipe will always affect the outcome. You know, uh, it's almost cookie time. Did you know that? It's almost cookie time. That's why, I've been, that's why I was at the gym every day this past week is because it's almost cookie time. Kendra and I, Kendra's 19 for the last probably 17 years, Kendra and I uh, have a cookie baking day. And we bake all kinds of cookies, and we eat most of them, right? Um, we love it. It's a, just a special time that we have together. A few years ago, I was dieting and really watching what I was eating a lot harder than I am right now. And um, I got this bright idea. I thought, you know, I can't have a lot of these cookies, but I am going to try something. And so one of my favorite cookies is a no-bake cookie. You like a no-bake cookie? One of my favorite cookies is a no-bake cookie. And if you know, the number one ingredient in a no-bake cookie, anybody know? Ah, sugar, yeah. So I got this bright idea. I'm going to make a healthy no-bake cookie. And so I bought all these substitute ingredients. You know, thought, if I put these together, just maybe it'll come out at least tasting edible. Can I just tell you, save your 40 bucks. <laughs> like, it was absolutely terrible, right? Substitute ingredients did not work. Um, and I'll just follow that up by saying that I did make a batch just the way they should be, and they were incredible, right? Um, why? Because we used the right ingredients. Can I tell you that when we try to substitute ingredients into the recipe for our daily mental intake, that it will end up the same way. It's just not going to work. You know, I, I find it interesting, and we don't read this scripture this way very often, but Paul, he put everything together, the Holy Spirit helped Paul to see it. There's a great passage of Scripture that we love to quote. It's in Philippians chapter 4. And, and here it is. This is uh, when we think about prayer, right? Prayer and in, in putting the right things into our mind. He puts it together. But this is the part of it that we quote Do not be anxious about anything. You've heard this, right? Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God that passes all, that transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's the part that we quote a lot, right? Because it's great, right? I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the pattern for the prayer piece that I've just talked about this morning. We have to intentionally be on our knees before God in prayer to be reminded of who he is, to be able to trust him in these difficult situations that we face. But Paul doesn't stop there. Paul goes on right after he talks about the importance of praying and surrendering and giving the situations of our life to God. He goes right on into this. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is pure, I'm sorry, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. 
Why would he put that scripture right after, present your request to God, right? And the peace of God will come. Do you know why? Because Paul knew this, the same thing that a lot of us have experienced in our own lives, is we can come and surrender and give it to God and have victory and know that God is with us and we can say, God, I'm gonna trust you, but I'll just tell you right now, if we go back out into this week and we begin to input things that aren't holy and right and praiseworthy and excellent, we begin to allow the recipe that's intended for our minds to be substituted with other things, guess what? We're not going to be till Tuesday, and all of a sudden, we're going to be wondering, God, where are you? Why? Because here's how God, every good and perfect gift comes from God. That includes the things that he wants you to put into your mind. It's a gift to you. In other words, he's saying God is gifting you things that are pure and excellent and admirable and praiseworthy, right? The list goes on. And these are the things I want you to think about. Why? Because when we intentionally think about those things, where do they point? They point right back to God. And I need to be reminded, not just today, not just once a year, I need to be reminded every single day that no matter what the obstacle is that unexpectedly comes into my life on that day, that God is on the throne. And I can trust in him. I can trust in him, trust firmly in him, how? By seeking him, by thinking about what he's done and who he is, which leads us to the last critical thing that we have to remember, and that is to tell passionately. The psalmist begins to open his heart here as he remembers. <laughs> he moves from all of these questions to these beautiful words. Your ways, God, are holy, what God is as great as our God. You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. With your mighty arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. The light shines into his life, right? It's just awesome to think about. It's the same psalmist pinning these words as pinned the first few verses. Why? Because the Holy Spirit has shined his light into his life and reminded him, God, you're great and awesome and mighty. Nothing has changed about his circumstances. He's still in exile. He's still lost everything that he's lost, and yet he's saying, our God is great and awesome and holy and mighty and able. He begins to tell about the God that he knows, that he serves, and he's able to remember and praise, even in the hard season of his life. And I want to tell you that centuries of lives, think about this, we don't think about this a lot, centuries of lives have been changed, centuries of people have heard and read this passage of scripture that was penned. And, because, and encouraged because the psalmist was able to say, there are hard, hard things that come my way, but as I remember who God is, I just want to tell you, we can trust him. He's there. He's not going to leave us. He's going to provide for us. And we can praise the Lord. Our testimony is powerful, you know. Our testimony is powerful on the mountaintop. Our testimony is powerful when God has brought us through 
when we've seen his hand at work and we can stand on the other side and we can say God has been faithful, he's been good, he has worked a miracle, he has provided in awesome ways. Let me just share with you about how great our God is. Our, our testimony is powerful on the mountain. Our testimony is powerful in the valley. Our testimony is powerful when in the dark season we're able to say, you know what, things may be hard right now. Things may be difficult right now. But I'm not going to let this opportunity go by to say my God is still on the throne. I thought it would be over by now. We sang that this morning. I thought it would be over by now. God, I've prayed it. I've, I've, I've claimed the problem. I've done everything that I know to do, and yet I still find myself in the season. But God, I'm going to praise you. God, I'm going to thank you. I, I'm, going to, I'm going to trust in you. And, and I'm going to make sure that others know today that you're a God who's going to see me through. The words of our testimony are powerful. There's no greater thing that we could say this morning then what other power is there in this universe as great as our God? What other, what other power in this universe is as great as our God? Even when we don't get it right. Even when we, and I, and I, I fall into the trap too, even when we don't praise him. Even when we find ourselves overwhelmed by the weak or overwhelmed by the circumstance, God is still faithful and helps us. I uh, had a situation this week. Uh, it was a busy week and getting back from vacation. Really, this is the first week back. And, and a lot of things kind of had stacked up a little and, and there was a lot going on. And, and so it was just a really busy week and I found myself really kind of just under the weight of just the week. And it wasn't bad. It was just what it was. And so in my mind, I was on a lot of different things, and I try to be really intentional, and we think about telling others and sharing with others, but it was just, with, I'm making an excuse, it's not a good one, but it was just the weight of everything. And um, we, Michelle and I met someone for lunch on Friday, and, and normally when I go into a restaurant, one of the things that I do is I, I want to try to connect with the server that's there helping us and just let her know that she, that she or he, that they're loved and cared for and if we can pray for you, we want to. And it's just a little thing that God has laid on my heart and I try to be diligent in doing, but as they come up, I just say, hey, we're going to be praying for our food. I've shared this before in just a minute and we wanna, we'd love to pray for you today if there's something that is maybe is going on in your life or a way we can pray for you. Well, on Friday, just honestly, um, just I did not even think about it. And we're there, and we're talking, and we're sharing, and um, it got time to pray, and, and I prayed for the food, and we kind of went on. And as we're wrapping up our meal, our waitress walks up, and she said, um, hey, I noticed that you guys prayed for your meal a little while ago. Um, I wondered if you could pray for me and my family. And she began to share with us the difficulties that they were going through. And, um, and, I, and I had the chance to just share with her about the fact that there is no other power in this universe as great as our God. But can I tell you this morning, the only reason that I had that opportunity was because of God's grace. The only reason I had that opportunity, because I'm just telling you how it was, like I was not thinking that way. I was overwhelmed a little bit on Friday with just a lot of stuff going on. 
And I wasn't thinking about that. And yet, God so gently said, hey, don't forget. He spoke to her and had her come to share. Hey, don't forget. Don't forget that in the midst of all that you're going through today, Brian, don't forget in the midst of all that you're facing today, don't forget my most important work. And my most important work is this, that in the midst of everything that's going on in your life, that you keep your eyes on what it's all about anyway. And that's remembering that I'm here, I'm trustworthy, I can help you. Brian, I can do it in your life, but I wanna do it in the lives of those around you. So don't let your overwhelming day get in the way of my work. See, a lot of times I feel like just because, and I'm just bearing my heart, bear with me. A lot of times I feel like because of the position that I'm in that I'm always doing the work of God. And the reality is this, I've been reminded recently that I'm not always doing his work. There are times when I'm doing my work. I don't wanna do my work. I wanna do God's work. Every day, in every season, in every situation. And I've got to work through that, so I'll ask for your prayers. And I work through that, but I'm thankful for a God who gently nudges us, who by his grace continues to help us see what he wants us to do and how he wants us to work, even in the midst of hardship. So this morning, if you're going through a hard season, if you're finding yourself asking some of the same questions as a psalmist, I want you to know that God loves you today. He is drawing you to himself. He's as trustworthy as he's ever been, and what he wants you to do is pour into your life afresh this morning the, the reality of the presence of his Holy Spirit so that you can once again say, God, I trust you. And even in this hard season, even though it may not change today, begin to praise God for who he is. Begin to praise God that he's on the throne. And I don't know when it's gonna end. I wish I did. I wish it was over for you today. But this I know, God will not leave you. You can look down that ramp and you can see him standing there. In fact, he's not even down the ramp. He's right beside you. His arms around you this morning. And you can tell others that God is faithful. I'd like for you to stand with me this morning and bow your heads with me. Pastor Nathan's going to come. <clears throat> Father, we stand in your presence today. Um, we're positive that you're here. You've made yourself known to us. And so, Lord, um, in this moment, my prayer is simply that you would just continue to draw us to you. I, I'm not sure what question is right today. Lord, you know every heart. My desire is just that people would connect with you. So, Lord, if there are things that you're dealing with them about, I pray that you just draw them to a, to a point of prayer this morning, whether it's around the altars or where they're standing or seated in a few moments, and that your Holy Spirit would help them to draw near to you. Some may want to come and just, Lord, um, ask you to work in their life in the midst of a hard time and let you know, Lord, that their trust and their hope and confidence is in you today in a fresh way, and I pray you'd draw them. Others may be struggling with what's going in their mind that's causing them to be so discouraged. And I pray, Lord, today that they would begin afresh to experience, Lord, you and all that you have for them and make the changes necessary to put the right recipe together. We love you, Jesus, and we're just thankful that your grace is sufficient. And even though we may not have gotten it right, 
that, Lord, today's a brand new day and your mercies are new and your grace is new and that you can give us a fresh chance and a fresh start this morning. We love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Would you come this morning?